It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The Opinion Line on Quartz 96 FM. The case came to a conclusion yesterday at the Central Criminal Court. A man called Christopher Stokes was jailed for 11 and a half years for a vicious assault. He is in his late 30s. His victim is a woman called Simone Lee. And he gave her a terrible ordeal. He he frightened the life out of her. He started to beat her in a car. And he, then it went back to their apartment. And he blocked the door of the apartment. Her apartment, actually, not his apartment blocked the door of the apartment with a fridge freezer beat her senseless poured boiling water over her sprayed acid in her face and then piled cardboard around her and set fire to the apartment the poor woman lost everything that night almost lost her life turns out it was the second serious assault she's had in her Young life, and yesterday at the Central Criminal Court, Judge McGrath, Judge Michael McGrath, jailed Christopher Stokes for eleven and a half years. This guy had threatened Simone that he would bury her body on a farm. She was afraid she'd be blind. She woke up and she couldn't see after the attack. The judge said it was a vicious and cruel attack. Outside the court, Simone spoke to reporters for a few minutes. She was interviewed by Paul for Virgin Media News. And I'm glad to say that uh, she joins me now on the opinion line. Simone, how does it feel to have it all over you now? And he's gone to prison for, for a long time. How does it feel? It feels fantastic. It really feels great. I feel, I feel safe again. I feel free again. You said outside the court that you see yourself as a survivor, not a victim. Yes. I don't want people to portray me as a victim because I'm still alive. I never give up. I don't know how I'm alive after everything he done. People are saying to me, you're an inspiration, you're this and that. I'm, I'm like, thanks. It was just, I, I never gave up. Hmm. I got very depressed after the attack. I ended up having to go into psychiatric hospital because I just couldn't cope. I lost everything. I became homeless because of it. Like, I lost everything. I was fascinated hearing a shock, really. It started in the car and continued all day. 
into that evening. Such a terrible thing. Yeah. Such a terrible thing. 14 hours it lasted. Did you think at any stage that you were going to die? Oh, on loads of stages. Like he kept on knocking me out unconscious. And I I kept on, I, I just kept on getting back up. He was punching the head off me in the car. And he broke a bottle off my head. I was begging him to stop and he wouldn't stop. Like, totally frenzies. He would not stop. I mean, he's about six foot two. He's a big, big man. Yeah. I'm only five foot one. I stood no chance. You stood no chance, yeah. How are you physically now? Yeah, I'm I'm okay. You see, I went to um Cool Mind Treatment Centre for five months and I kind of I got back my, my confidence and this and that. But also you see, over there skin grafts onto my back. Mm. I couldn't actually walk straight. It took a good year for me to be able to walk straight. My my. This was because he poured the water over you, yeah? Yeah, oh, I still remember the pain. I still remember the pain. God. The most excruciating pain of my life. Have you still got pain day to day? Not day to day, but it's numb. The feeling has never come back in it properly. It gets itchy because I had the skin grafts. But when I scratch it, I don't feel it scratching. Do you get me? I do. If that makes sense. Oh, absolutely. There was all the coercive control and all that. Like, you knew him a long time, Simone. I only knew him uh, about four months. Right. Through a friend. He actually, I was after getting an Android box. And I had like a Vodafone box. But I couldn't tune in the channels. My friend said, I know a guy that does this. He came up to my home. He was dressed in overalls. I thought he was a television technician. I paid him 70 euros to tune in the channels. Right. He just seemed to keep on calling. Then he was texting me. And then a friend of mine got out of prison. And he, he's, uh, he actually knew her very well. So she kind of vouched for him. Because mm. she knew him. And so I took her word for it. Were you in a relationship? Or was he just... No, talking, no, no. no. I'd be, he never even tried anything on me now. I, he didn't. Yeah. And was there ever a sign that he was capable of that kind of anger, that kind of violence, no? Well, what he did start doing was, I didn't know till I was in hospital, because I had nobody to talk to over the COVID, and I started keeping, you know, like a journal. Yeah. And I was putting down all biller points. And, like, he was, blo- I have a lot of friends that are, are fellas, yeah. He was blocking all my friends' numbers and they'd call up to the house and they'd say, Simone, why did you block us? And I was there, um, I don't even know how to block and the, the particular phone I had was a new phone and I said, I don't know how to block numbers and then I did actually unblock themselves and then it was like, um, if people called, he said, don't even answer them, just don't answer them. I'd be there, why? Nice. You know, he was, he was like, it was very... It was only when I talked to the lady in the she said it was coercive control. He changed passwords on my phone and everything, and I never even copped this. Christ. I thought he was being a friend. He was picking out clothes for me. I only said it today. He was picking out clothes and matching up clothes, and I was like, oh, lovely, I have a cool gay friend. A lot of my friends are gay. And I was like, you know, because he matched the clothes up lovely. Yeah. I just didn't see it. Do you know when you say you didn't see it, 
you probably sat thinking, how didn't I see it, or do you? Yeah, when I was in hospital, it was like, how did I not see it? Yeah. How did I not have... Because I, I do know, if I had told any of my family the way he was constantly calling up, they would have said, why is he calling up? You're not a couple. He was like, if he was going to the chipper, he'd ring me and say, do you want something to chip And he'd bring it up, watch a movie. And he never tried anything. It was just, he would never go. And I was very quiet. I was like, I think he'd go home. And it just, he never seemed to want to go home. Were you comfortable in his company initially? Um, at the start, yeah. But like, um, my dad had died in November 25th, right, before the attack. And I remember he used to often sleep in my room because I wouldn't sleep in my bedroom after my dad died. I would sleep on the couch. Yeah. And I'll be honest, because I was lonely, I, was, I just, I didn't mind him staying. Because he'd be in the bedroom, I'd be in the sitting room watching TV. And um, he came, he got up one morning, I'll never forget, I was looking at pictures of my dad on my phone, and I was uncontrollable, uh, crying, I was in bits crying. And he just looked at me, kind of threw his eyes to heaven. And I was like, in my own head, what's his problem? I'm after losing my dad. But see, he knew I was very vulnerable at that time as well. Do you ever think about that? What did he want from me? I that's I don't know. Yeah. I think it was because see he he broke up with the mother of his kids and he was back in his mother's house. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. And he didn't like being down there. My, my apartment was just a place for him to go. Watch what he wants on TV. Yeah. The other person who was involved, uh, Timothy... How How is he? Yes. I don't know. I don't speak to him. Oh, don't you? Okay. No. I haven't spoke to him since it happened. I know. Had you ever heard of the term coercive control until... N- no? No, not until um, I spoke to ladies in ADAPT. And as soon as I said, he was changing my... I, just, I, put, I put everything together when I had so much time in hospital. I was like, why was he changing my password? He was blocking people's numbers. He would answer my door. If people called, right, and just I was asleep on the couch, he would go down and answer the door and he would leave people in or not leave them in. It was my home. Very sinister stuff. Yeah. When the judge handed down the long sentence and he has got a hefty sentence thank goodness like when the judge was preparing to sentence him what did you think what what were you thinking might happen okay well i the way i was looking at was i was like okay he never pleaded guilty up to monday he was still pleaded not guilty i had to stop him getting bail i had to go up to dublin every three months to stop him getting bail. You were afraid that if he got bail, he'd come back? Oh, my God, of course. I was like to send to the guards, I'm going to have to move to England. I'll have to go somewhere in another country. And I wanted, this is my home. 
I was happy when the judge said that um, when he does get, get released in prison, that he can't approach me or the other witness. I have a bit of peace of mind again. Yeah, some some of the stuff that came out was was very cruel. This about you were assaulted previously, and he knew about it. Yeah, you see, I was assaulted in 2016. Right. I ended up in an induced coma. I was stabbed in the back. I was uh, burned with hot water. He poured it over my face. I had a cracked pelvis. He stabbed me in the back. They put me into an induced coma over all my injuries. And how did how did Stokes know about that? We were sitting down one day talking about it. And I was saying, I made a full recovery. A yeah. full recovery yes. after that. And I said, I thank my stars every day. Because my mother at the time had died before that. I said, I know my mother kept me alive. Mm-hmm. And I never paid. He said, oh, what happened you? And I said to him, um, I said, yeah, I said, I had to learn to walk again, chew food again, which I did. But I made a fantastic recovery. I couldn't have wished for a better recovery. So, so you shared this with him like you'd share it with a friend, I guess. Yeah? Yes. And what happened was, on a couple of occasions then, so it was only when I had time to write everything down in hospital in my journal, he had said, yeah, yeah, I googled that. I read what happened, Joe. I, I read what happened. He kept, he kept on, why would he keep on googling it? Because I told the guards after this happened, I said, you do know he googled what happened to me. But with that guy, at least he had the dignity to plead guilty. Guy got jailed for that, did he? Yeah, he got nine and a half years. Two suspended for pleading guilty. Right. And after the attack, after Stokes attacked you, am I right in saying when you woke up first you couldn't see? That must have been terrifying. Yeah, I was blind for three days. He he threw ammonia acid in my face. Ammonia, it's like a hair dye. Do you know yeah. there's ammonia and hair dyes? Yeah, yeah. And it burnt the eyes off me. My lips were all swollen from the punches, but the cuts, the ammonia went into them. I had all blisters all over my lips. I was blind for three days. When I made my statement in hospital, the guard had to hold my hand and I could just sign SL. I couldn't see a thing. I could see about 10% out from my right eye. And I didn't know it was my eyesight going to come back. And thank God it did. I was on. I still take eye drops to this day. You know, when you wake up of a morning now, Simone, and and you are alive, every morning must be a relief. It's amazing. I I appreciate things now. Like if it's raining out, I can hear the rain. If I hear a car pass or I hear people passing, I can look out the window and I can see what they're talking about. Things that I would have never, things that I would taken for granted before. Yeah. What do you want to do with your life now? If ever again, not going to see him for a very, very long time. You're still a young woman. What, what do you want to do with your life now? I, I want to do courses to help people that go through something like me. Now, I don't want that to happen to anybody. But when this happened to me, I would have given my right arm to speak to somebody that knew even 5% of what I was going through. Yeah. They could have told me how I was going to feel, how I was going to react, how scared I was going to be. I would have given anything to have somebody like that. Hmm. You talked about the group Adapt. Tell me more about them. I've never heard of them. Um, there's a, when I got attacked by Colin Ryan in 2016, he, my apartment was gone. So th- they moved me into Adapt. And I used to go to counselling every morning. It's for, it's a, like it's, it's a domestic violence place. I see. I see. 
Um, now they helped me loads, but with this, I'll be honest now, with this attack, <clears throat> it was when I was up in Cool Mine, girls from Adapt happened to come up one day, and they were speaking about coercive control, and I was linked in with a counsellor that I was able to talk about it. She, I was able to talk and she was able to listen, but she didn't know what, what I had went through, do you get me? Uh, uh, yeah, so, I mean, would you like to do something now, like train as a counsellor with a group like that? Yeah. Something where, God forgive, if a poor girl got hurt and she could talk to me and I could say, look, I understand what you're going through. I've been there. Yeah. You have to fight. Don't give up. Don't sit there going, why did he? Why did he? Hmm. Did, did you ever have those moments, Simone, where you had kind of, why me? What the hell? How did this happen to me? Yeah. When I, when I was in hospital at the start... I remember talking to this lovely nurse. I remember saying to her, I said, but I didn't even raise my voice to him. I said, I didn't even give out to him. Mm. And she goes, don't you ever blame yourself. I said, but why me? Why me for the second time? Once is bad, but twice. Yeah. Twice in your life you've been through this. Twice. I wouldn't harm a fly... I'm the most soft-hearted person you could ever... i do anything for anyone. And I'm very approachable and easy to talk to. And I don't know why these two men thought they could just do that to me. Who looks after you now, Simone? Yourself, I suppose. Me? <laughs> well, my family. Now, Cool Mine helped me so much. How did you end up there? Basically, in, I think it was the start of July, I couldn't cope with what happened to me basically I hadn't drank in four years when I got to hospital I started drinking trying to block this out I see I see it could never be blocked out never yeah and I, I got really depressed angry with everyone angry with people that I loved and I, I actually begged to you please please put me into 5B I never thought I'd see the day when I'd ring my sister and beg her to put me into 5B. 5B? What's, five, what's 5B, Simone? It's a psychiatric hospital in Limerick. I see, I see. I was there for six weeks and five days. When, when was that, last summer? That was in and in July. And when I was out in 5B, I was, you know, I was talking to social workers and doctors and I was like, do you know what? And plus as well, I was homeless. I know, yeah. I had no home to go to. And I remember saying, I was like, ma'am, dad, please, there has to be more to life than this. If that's the case, why didn't he just kill me? I know. And and then I started ringing um, a good friend of mine that knew all about Culmine. And he said, would you not try to get into Culmine? I never rang somewhere so much in my whole life. Yeah. And I got in. And the first night that I went there and I put my head on the pillow, I slept. And that was on the 1st of September. I was sleeping maybe an hour if I was lucky. I was going around, my eyes were bloodshot. I was frightened to close my eyes. I could hear his voice. I could hear what he was saying. Like when when he pleaded not guilty, that was my first time hearing his voice. Right. Everything came back to me. I'm going to chop you up. No one cares. Your family don't care. Nobody's even going to look for you. You made me feel worthless, useless. Like, nobody was even going to notice that I was gone. And here you are. And here I am. A survivor. A survivor. Well, all I can do, Simone, is wish you well. Wish you good health. 
and wish you a great future. You you deserve it. It's it's been a privilege to speak to you today. An absolute privilege. Thank you so much. You take care now. I will thank you. Cheers cheers Simone. Uh, she's lovely to talk to, isn't she? Yeah. Yeah. If you have been affected by anything in that interview, and I'm sure many people will have been, uh, you can call Women's Aid. They have a 24-hour national free phone. Uh, 1-800-341-900. 1-800-341-900. And never forgetting for a second that these things happen to men too. Men's Aid Ireland have a national helpline. Oh one five five four three eight one one. That's oh one. Five five four three eight one one. Corks ninety six FM. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at UH1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.